just am remembering last time we were at Trader Joe's when that girl was telling us how good the pub cheese is. I know. Because she thought that's what we were looking at. And now it's like. We're eating like the healthy guac. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The reduced guilt. <laughs> reduced guilt. So this time we got full guilt pub cheese. Full guilt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Says that on the back in fine print. Like, full you'll guilt. You'll be full of guilt. Pub full cheese guilt. goes straight to the ass. Yeah. I don't really know how to, how to move on from that, except let's, uh, <laughs> hey everyone, um, this is Blood and Wine, and I am Brittany. I'm Tyler. And thank y'all for tuning in to episode three, which I'm really excited. I can't believe we're already here at episode three. I know, it's feels very quick. It does. It really does. Um, Especially so. if you're listening to all three of these at once. Like, or, like, in a row, then it feels very quick for you. I mean, I definitely do that. I binge podcasts. I, it, it depends on the podcast, but same. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think we really have anything to correct from last week. Um, no, I don't. Oh, uh, the dinosaur thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so like not even really part of the podcast, but there at the beginning, I kept saying it was called We're Back, and it's definitely not that yeah. it's just called Dinosaurs. At least that's what I'm pretty sure it's called. I'm really pretty sure it's just called Dinosaurs. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> Again, when I think dinosaurs, I think like the 1999 CGI terrible Disney movie. I'm not thinking this like cartoon or whatever. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, just a reminder, we do have a Twitter account. Yes, we do. Um, it is Blood and Wine Pod. So, make sure and find us on there. Follow us. Um, I've started, like, kind of actively tweeting. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a tweeter. I, I love it. We also do have an email as well that is yes. Blood and Wine Podcast at gmail.com. Um, so, you know, email us suggestions for your new episodes, suggestions for Praise. wine, uh, hate mail. We'll take it all. Yep. We'll take everything. Just, you know, reach out. We'd love to make new friends. We don't really have any. No. Well, I was just going to say. You do. <laughs> I don't. I just wanted to say we'd love to get to know um, our listeners. So, um, also, I don't think we've ever mentioned where we are. No, I don't think. We might have been the last one, like, off the hand, but we're in Austin, Texas. Down here in Austin, and it's definitely hot outside. It is so hot outside. Um, Summer is officially here in Austin. It always, you know, it's just the beginning. I'm just so excited for my air conditioning bill at the end of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Well... Last week, I covered the Black Dahlia, and you covered... Patrick Sherrill, the perpetrator of the Edmund Post Office shooting. Yeah. Both both of our cases were good ones, but... Yeah. You know, Brittany won. Um, (laughs) I lost. But the topic last week was our gateway murders. So, you know, the first murder that got us into the into true crime got us interested in it so i definitely suggest listening to that episode if you haven't already uh wait till the end of this one obviously because this one's gonna be pretty good Uh, good since i lost i got to pick the topic yep and the topic this week is poisoning 
Yeah. Um, Which I think so, is a really, really interesting topic. I, I had yeah. I had some fun looking up a case for this one. Oh, me too. And I think it's really interesting because poisoning can be so broad. There's so many right. things that, that can be considered poisoning. So, you know, really broad and Definitely some of Definitely like cases, up to interpretation. Yeah. For sure. I, some of these cases that I was looking into and trying to pick one. Damn. It's... You know, it's definitely a slower death than, you know, gunshot or knife, but it is uh, not any less brutal. No. (laughs) Depending on the poison, it could be even more brutal. Yeah. So, um... So, on that note, you should tell us about this week's wine. Yes, I do. So I kind of picked a rather obvious one for my first wine, solo wine choice of the podcast. But um, a friend and I were talking the other day and she suggested this one. I'm not, I'm not going to say who she is, but um, shout out. You know, shout who, out to my ex. <laughs> shout out to her. Uh, you know who you are. But I picked one from 19 Crimes, mm-hmm. which is, it's a pretty interesting winery. And I think it's becoming like one of my favorites. And it's based in Australia. So these are Australian wines, which, which are um, really good. I mm-hmm. always have some really good wines out of that area. Yeah. And they've kind of focused their winery around how Australia became a penal colony. And for for those who don't know, back in the 1780s, um, England was just getting really overcrowded with criminals. And it was just like kind of a series of like petty crimes, etc. And supposedly... If you committed one of these 19 crimes, you were sent oh. to live in Australia. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think in all reality, there were more like 200 different crimes that you could commit. Um, but that's but not as nice of a name for... 200 crimes. <laughs> 200 plus crimes winery. <laughs> 200 plus. You gotta add in the plus. 200 plus. Um, but you anyway. the fun equal symbol, though. Equals. <laughs> like, Australia. the like, possibly... You know the like about equals where they're swirling. Yeah, yeah, I know. Equals two hundred crimes it's podcast. About or podcast. Wow. <laughs> so I need the wine. I need you to open that <laughs> clearly. Okay, so I'm just tell a little bit more about. Um, like again, I wasn't done telling talking about how no. Australia was founded, and I want to continue okay, what I was well, saying. Just toy with me, I guess. Uh, yeah. So you just need to hang on to your horses. But basically, starting in about like 1783 until about 1868, they <laughs> sent about 806 different ships oh. with 164,000 criminals. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them died at sea because can yeah. you imagine how long that ship I know. Was? I'm trying to... Because either route you take, if you go around Africa, or you cross the Atlantic and go around South America, that's long as shit. Super long. Um, so another thing that's really cool about this winery, the labels all have like the mugshots of actual criminals. And there is an app that you can download to find like more information about these specific criminals and what their crimes were, like what they oh. did. Um, so... So that's pretty cool. Is it a different mugshot on each bottle? Yeah, yeah. There's a different person on every bottle of, like, Like, there's a person, like, that's the same one on all the Uprising ones, and... Yes, yes. And so, um, actually, that's the next thing I was going to say. I picked a wine of theirs that I've never tried before. Um, This is 19 Crimes, The Uprising, and it's a 
red wine that has been aged for 30 days in rum barrels. Um, I've also nice. had their cab, which mm-hmm. is, it's really, really great. Like very jammy, um, fruit forward. It's a nice bottle. Oh, they use these like matte bottles. Mm-hmm. How they're, much is it? Is it an gorgeous. expensive one? No, this is like 10 bucks, 11 oh, bucks, something yeah. like that. And like, I mean, you know, a little bit more than our two buck Chuck, which is now $3. I know, they raised it here. And $3 Chuck doesn't roll off the tongue very well. No, three buck Chuck. Eh, I guess it, it kind of does. I guess it works, but you know, it's not as cool. Oh, oh, so an interesting one they also have. It's called like a hard shard. Oh. And it's a Chardonnay that's 15% alcohol. Jesus. Yeah. So I... you can, it definitely has a kick. I don't know how I feel about that. That's like a, almost a liquor. Almost. Almost. Oh, a interesting. spirit. Um, so this one specifically, The Uprising, it plays homage to Australia's Rum Rebellion. Um, oh. which is why it's been aged in rum barrels mm-hmm. for 30 days. And like, we kind of talked about, uh, the Apothic Inferno last week that mm-hmm. I was saying is aged in whiskey barrels. And I really like those. So this is the first rum barrel mm-hmm. I've ever had. That's really interesting. It's, let's see, what is in this? It's a 2016 and it's mostly Shiraz dominant. Um, so. Oh shit. Is this one 15% also? Yeah, but red wines generally are. No, they're like 13. They're 13 to 15. Oh, well, uh, actually, a lot of them are like 14 or 15. Oh, really? Oh. Start looking at your red wine bottles. Oh. They ferment longer. I, I mean, I think longer. Yeah, so the alcohol is more alcohol is formed. Okay. Red wines have more alcohol than white. Well, yeah, I knew that, but I didn't. I feel like 15's a lot. Yeah, it is. This is a pretty strong one. Um, so, like I was saying, it's Shiraz dominant, so it lends some bright raspberry with some good tannins to add a little bit of structure to mm-hmm. this wine. And then it also has some Cabernet Sauvignon, mm. which adds that nice blackberry into it mm. um, with kind of uh, more weight on the palate. Like, uh, the cab is kind of what you feel when you're drinking this. And then to kind of finish it out, there's a little bit of a Grenache grape that adds a little bit of um, spice and some some little bit of sweetness. Mm. You're probably going to taste kind of at the end. When you smell it, there's kind of a sense of mocha and caramel and baking spice notes. That sounds like a Starbucks drink. Very much so. <laughs> or a cookie. <laughs> they are coming out with it this Christmas. It is called Mocha Baked Spice. Baked I would, mocha spice. I would get it. I, I would, would be like, that yes, really good. please give me that, please. Um, Starbucks, can I please have cred for that awesome mm-hmm. name? Just saying. Um, anyway, so also when when you taste it, it's supposed to do like um, this full mouth coating of brown sugar, which I've That's never, weird. yeah, I've, I've never. But it I, it makes sense because it's probably from the rum barrel because rum is like sugar cane. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's probably where the brown sugar taste comes from. I'm really interested to see what it tastes like because I'm still a little scarred from last week. I know. I'm like... I'm nervous. Um, But I I will say, I think one of our goals when we're doing this is we're always going to be picking a wine that we haven't had. Or at least, like, like I will pick a wine I've never had. You may have had it before and vice versa. Well, yeah. But, like... Um, I, I just I think it's a really fun way to try new wines oh, and like absolutely. kind of really branch out. Also, um, 
when we were at Trader Joe's today, we were seeing some that were like from Germany and Israel and Hungary. Just lots of yeah. fun places that I want to try wine from. I know. I promise we don't live at Trader Joe's. We just do. Kind of. <laughs> Who doesn't love TJ's? Like, no, come on. Right. It's I... the best freaking place ever. I'm not saying I disagree. Um, I'm oh. saying you need to pop open that bottle. I'm thirsty. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Let's go ahead and give this a try. So we're actually recording at my apartment today. Oh, wow. That cut the foil so much better. <laughs> yeah. No, my foil cutter is a bomb. And let's see. I do not have the Wishes It Were Houdini. I have this, you know. That's the, the one that kind of really looks love. like a cheering person. Yay! Has arms. And a corkscrew. You know what? It's your classic wine opener with the arms that you push down. Yeah, but right. it's not a wine key. It's not like a waiter's one. No, no, no. It's with the arms. No. And, like, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like, okay. this person is like, yes, let's get into this bottle. Yeah, there we go. Weak. It was. But there's something written on this cork, and I oh. want to see what it says. Let's see. Uh, four... It says, stealing lead, iron, or copper, or buying or receiving. Oh! oh! It's one of the crimes. It's one of the 19 crimes. Oh my god. So you could go to Australia for stealing lead, iron, copper, or buying it or selling it? Well, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. Apparently... Don't go to Home Depot and get some choir, or you'll have to go to Australia. Which, honestly, doesn't sound like a bad punishment. Um, I mean, dying at sea sounds pretty awful. Ooh. Look how pretty that is. Also, we are using my sorry, Game of Thrones cups. Um, they are ones that my mom got me, and it says, I drink and I know things. And that is our classic Tyrion Lannister. Brittany is a nerd. Hey, whatever. Fucking Game of Thrones is amazing, and I am... I literally everyone except me watched it, I know. I... Well, remember, you don't watch TV. I know. Okay. So, um... Mm. Cheers. Ooh, it smells really good. It does smell good. Mmm. Mmm. That's good. That's a good one. See? 19 yes. grams. It does not disappoint. It does oh my not God. freaking disappoint. Oh, that's everything. It is everything. Okay, so now I'm going to get into my murder yes. while I drink this wine. So, who did you pick for poisonings? Mm. All right. So, I picked a woman named Vera Renzi. Not Vera Wang. Got it. Nope, not Vera not Wang. Not Vera Bradley. Nope, not that Vera. So for Vera Vinci, the sources that I used, a lot of the information that I found was kind of the same on all of these, but each of them had like a little bits and pieces that were different. Okay. Uh, but I used Wikipedia, the unexplainedmysteries.com, unknownmisandry.blogspot.com, and noisebreak.com. So Vera Renzi was born in uh, 1903. And she was active um, in her poisonings, plural, there are plural, in the 1920s and 30s. She confessed to killing 35 individuals. Damn. Yeah, I know. And her poison of choice was arsenic. So, okay. classic arsenic. Yeah. 
She was also known as Romania's largest serial killer. Ooh, shit. Yeah. So her original name is unknown. Um, Renzi, which is actually, it's um, R-E-N-C-Z-I. Mm-hmm. It was her, the, the last name of her second husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't really know what her maiden name is. She was this stunningly beautiful woman and turned out to be one of the most prolific serial killers, like female serial killers in history. Jesus. Yeah. So she's like gorgeous, always wearing black. So it's like she's this kind of like vampress. Okay. Is that a word? I think so. Vampress. So just imagine this gorgeous, stunning woman just kind of wearing all black, just very, Mm. yeah. Honestly, me. (laughs) (laughs) Big mood. Just uh, look in the mirror and that's who we're talking about. It's it's true. Um, I'm totally not wearing a watermelon shirt and bright pink shorts. Nope, nope. That's, you're wearing all black Mm -hmm. and black eyeliner. Mm -hmm. Just a big old like black dress with a face veil and basically I want to look like I'm going to my uh, rich third husband's funeral who mysteriously died under mysterious circumstances. Well, I think you and Vera would have a lot in common. We better. Um, so, like I said, she was born in 1903 in Bucharest. And her mother actually died when she was 13. So, she and her father moved to northern Yugoslavia, okay. which is now not... No, it's... What is that area now? It's a bunch of different countries. It's Croatia, Bosnia, Serbia, Montenegro, and Kosovo. Okay, so it's quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, uh, My research was clearly old, but I knew I was like, wait, there's... Yugoslavia is, like, not a thing anymore. No, it dissolved in, I think, like, 91. Yeah. So, she attended boarding school there. And let's just say Vera was... Not an easy child. So I found this... What did she do? What do you mean not easy? Okay. So I found this one story that um, one day she had this dog that had been given to her. And her dad was outside and found the dog dead in the garden. And dad's like, Vera, um, how did the dog die? What happened? And she goes, oh, I poisoned it. Oh! Yeah. Um... Okay. Yeah. And so dad's like looking surprised uh, and yeah. is like, why did you do that? And she said, because it just so happens that I overheard you talking to the neighbor last night saying you're going to give him my dogs. The dog won't stop barking. That's like, okay. And yeah, like I did say <laughs> that. And he's like, well, then why did you kill it? Like, why did you poison the dog? And she's like, well, I don't want my dog to belong to anyone else. You know, he's mine, and when he leaves me, he leaves this world. That's... She's such a fucked up, like, six-year-old. You know what? There are movies about terrifying little... She's six. She's, like, 13 or 14 when this happened. Oh. I'm imagining little, like, child being like, When he leaves me, he leaves this world, Papa. Oh, no. I mean, I'm assuming she was kind of similar to that. So, like, obviously, Dad is not happy. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I would... She's already at boarding school, so you can't send her to boarding school. I don't know. See, at this point, this is where, like, movies are like, and he locked her in the well for 20 years. And I get it. 
basically. Um, he kind of gave her a nice thrashing. Don't lock your children in a well. No, don't. By the way. Don't do that. He gave her like a nice little thrashing and. <laughs> Fuck. I did a nice, th- not a mean one. Just a nice thrashing. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I know. That's a pretty harsh word. So it's like maybe like a little more than spanking. But this is like, you know, the, the 19 teens. It, well, yeah. And she murdered her dog. So. Yeah. He had no idea that this type of scenario is kind of what's setting the the path of the way Vera is going to treat those who love her. Oh, a little foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing. So by the time she was 15, she had just become increasingly unmanageable. She was frequently running away with her boyfriends, and um, these boyfriends were often significantly older than her. I get it. So I'm thinking, like, they're probably late 20s, early 30s, like... Because that's significantly older. That's twice her age. She's like, what, 15? She's 15. Ooh. I mean, but I remember when it, being 15, being like, I'm going to marry someone with money. Yeah, so Generally, I need to be older to have that. Yeah. So, her early childhood friends uh, described Vera as having an almost pathological desire for constant male companionship. I know someone like that. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and she also possessed this, like, highly jealous and suspicious nature. So she doesn't trust people. Like, clearly. Wow. Um, shortly before she turned 20, she actually um, got married for, for the first time. And it was to this wealthy Austrian banker named Carl Schick, um, who was many years her senior. So a lot older than him. But was he hot? Like, he got the money, so. I mean, I hope so. But they did end up having a son. Oh, good for her. son's name was Lorenzo. Um, so Vera was just constantly left at home. She got bored while her husband wow. worked. And then, of course, she starts feeling like she's being, you know, suspicious that her husband's being unfaithful. You know, I I kind of get it. Like, back then, men didn't allow women to do anything. I would go crazy sitting at home all day. I'd be like, he's cheating on me. I would, I'm surprised there are not more female killers from this time. I'm they gonna... just got bored and started murdering you know what it makes me wonder? It makes me wonder how many there were and they weren't caught. Because that's another thing about poisoning. You yeah. don't... I, I feel like you very rarely read a, a case about a poisoning and it was just one time. It's yeah. normal like you find out like Vera that it's like fucking 35 people. That's true. No, that's... And I feel like, especially back then, people probably were more apt to be like, oh... This is a lady. She's not going to be a murderer. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, clearly, if you're like Vera, you get away with a lot. Uh-huh. So, one night, she just had this jealous rage, and she made the decision to poison his wine mm. with arsenic. Was it a bottle of 19 Crimes? Um, I think this happened a little bit before 19 crimes became a vineyard mm, okay so like barefoot or something mm-hmm. mm, yeah please Vera is classy she's, <laughs> she's not, drinking, not drinking barefoot although we could shit talk barefoot but like again if y'all want to sponsor us we will drink barefoot all day <laughs> it's actually like so i i will say it i will say it they're kind of like up upper scale labels 
they're pretty good. And they're like 10 bucks a bottle. Like, it's not... That's how I feel about Behringer. One of my favorite wines, actually... This is so off topic. Oh, I'm thinking of Behringer. Yeah. I'm not thinking of Bear, but... Yeah, Behringer, I like. Behringer White Zen is for people who want to drink Kool-Aid and pretend it's wine. Can't but one of my favorite wines is the Behringer Stone Cellar. I had it. There was yes. There was this um, restaurant that I would go to. It was a Thai restaurant. It had a great happy hour, and that was one of their happy hour wines. And I was like, okay, it's cheaper. Oh my god, it is an amazing cab, and it's the bottle's like seven or eight bucks. Like it's yep. not ex. Oh my god, it's. A, Anyway, no, I will. No, say, I could get all up on Barrager if they want to sponsor us. Yes, I mean they're a freaking huge, huge vineyard. Uh, um, and speaking of, I, I, I hope that's one thing that we can kind of bring to the table with this podcast is showing people that you can get good wine for this like seven to fifteen dollar range. Oh like, yeah, because we're not going to really spend. Good wine. You know, maybe for super special occasions we'll spend more than fifteen, but uh, no. Yeah. Because one of my favorite wines, um, I actually pointed it out to you today at Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. it's called uh, Saldo, and oh. I always forget the name of the winery, I apologize, but it's a Zen, and mm-hmm. I love it, but it's like $26 a bottle, and that Ooh. is just Ooh. not my price range. I've bought it once before. Because I was, I don't know, yeah. celebrating that it was Tuesday or something. Well, <laughs> and <laughs> no, I felt you know, like I okay. needed something special. No, fair. And I, I'll occasionally get a fancy bottle. You know, I think when I got um, my offer letter for my job, I bought, it was like a $35 bottle of Intrinsic. Ooh. Really good. Man, you got fancy. I did, and I, I had, I think, dinner that I was like frozen burrito and a bottle of Intrinsic <laughs> sitting alone in my apartment. It was wonderful. You know what? I love it. It's perfect. It's mm-hmm. it's fucking perfect. Perfect amount of bougie and trashy, you know? It's me. Booze trash. Booze trash. <laughs> Have fun. Um, so, Vera poisons his wine. And... She then just tells her family and friends that he uh, abandoned her and their son. Oh, well, um, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So after about a year or so of this, you know, mourning, quote unquote, because she fucking killed him, uh, she then just declared that she heard word that he was in a... (laughs) (laughs) I declare bankruptcy! (laughs) Every time I think of the word declare, I think yes. of the office. Um, which, as we were talking about earlier, I've, I've never seen the office. God. I don't really. Okay. You don't watch good is, TV. What do you watch? I do watch. I watch fine TV. I watch Grey's Scandal. Um, I watch Shondaland. <laughs> I watch. I All watch right. Shonda. Well, you gotta love Shonda, so. I know. I'm not gonna hate on that. <laughs> you can't. No. She will murder you in the next episode. She definitely will. She definitely will. Um, so anyway, she just <laughs> she told her friends that she heard that he uh, died in a car accident. You know, they did like, they not press her for details? I mean, if you think about it, she's this mourning widow. I guess that's fair. Like you know, that's her husband, husband left, left her a year ago, and she hears the grapevine like. Oh, 
I heard that Thomas died in a car accident. They're not going to be like, really? What happened? They're going to be like, oh, shit. Vera, that sucks. I'm so sorry. You know what? Girl's night. Girl's night. Definitely Carl. Okay, Carl, Thomas, whatever. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so Vera, you know, hears the news of her first husband's automobile accident. um, And shortly after that, she got remarried. Okay. This time is to a man who was this wealthy businessman. He was closer to her age, um, and his name was Joseph Renzi. But their relationship was a pretty tumultuous one. Oh. And she was, again, just, like, plagued by this suspicion that her new husband was involved in extramarital affairs, and he's cheating on her, and do you need some more wine? Yes. (laughs) I can pour it. Okay. Thank you. Um, so she's again just having like these feelings of not trusting him. They were actually only married for a few months until oh. he vanished. AKA she fucking poisoned him again with arsenic in his wine. <laughs> like this was her MO, arsenic in the wine. Does okay. You um <laughs> she just You didn't put arsenic in this one, right? No, because this is good wine, and you saw me open the bottle. Okay, I'm just saying. Anyway, so Vera just told her friends that he abandoned her. And I guess, again, there's no questions. See, but it also sounds like she's the type of person that when she's not around, her friends are like, dude, Johnny left Vera. And they're like, uh, are you surprised, Catherine? No. No. I mean, okay. Vera clearly is a handful, so yeah. maybe they weren't surprised that that's all these men were like. That's oh, what I'm saying. That these men were abandoning her. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, like no suspicion. Yeah. She had a good cover. I'm not surprised. I would abandon her. So, um, no suspicion. I'm assuming her friends suck. Who knows? <laughs> Just who knows? So again, after about a year or so, she claims that she got a letter from him saying that he always intended on leaving her, and this was. You know, he never wanted to be with her. So, Farrah, she never got married again. This was, so, twice, mm. and that was it. Um, however, I mean, it didn't mean she was done with the men. Oh, well. No. I mean, she spent the next several years carrying out n- a number of affairs. Some were hidden because it was with married men. Others were open. And um, so, like, every single night, she'd go into town and visit the cafes. Like, some kind of uh, these nicer cafes. She would would always be alone and starting to be known as the mysterious huntress. You know what? I would go out to girls' night with her. Like, you and the mysterious huntress going out to, like, get cocktails and go clubbing. Oh, my God. It would be like <laughs> in, um... Okay. So there's this episode of Sex in the City. Again, a show I've never seen. It's okay. <sighs> So, Carrie is... <laughs> You're so disappointed in me. Uh, it's like all my favorite shows, and you don't watch them. But anyway, so Carrie is teaching this class, and it's basically about, like, dating and whatnot. And so the first, like, seminar... seminar. She, yeah, she, like, bombs it. Like, everyone is kind of like, WTF? Like, why are you teaching us? You clearly, like, she's single. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah. That's what they're saying. So when she comes in for the next night of the class, it went from, like... 75 people to, like, six came back. Oh. And she decides to... I will get to where this will make sense. That's why I brought it up. 
So she takes these girls out to a bar because she's like, we can't learn this in a classroom. We need to actually go out and do it. And so she's going around and she's like, okay. Um, so Julie, there's this guy right behind me. He's checking you out. Go over and talk to him about whatever. So it's kind of like, maybe that's what Vera would have been like on girls night. She's like, okay, you see that? That guy over there? Yeah. The one that has like the cute freckles and blue eyes. He's mine. Maybe you see that older man over there. Go talk to him about, you know, how nice his suit looks. I don't and know then come back does. to me. Tell me how much it cost. He might be mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. So anyway, so she just, she's yeah. known for like this game and she's always with all these younger men. And just, her appearance in all these places starting to be like very familiar. Um, the people in the town knew her very well, like by sight, like seeing her around. So she's like... A socialite. Um, okay. They know her by sight. They're not speaking to her. Oh, okay. No one... So she's still, like, fucking creepy. Right. I mean, she's, like, this mysterious... I mean, they call her the mysterious huntress. So, like, they're not... (laughs) They're not friends with her. So probably not. But, I mean, I would still go to girls' night with her. I would. I mean, depending, I didn't know that she was poisoning people. If I knew, I don't think I would want to go to girls' night. It depend. It depend on she if, if she was buying or not. Yeah. So the men that she would um, be with came from a lot of different backgrounds and social positions. So like she wasn't picky. However, Good they would they would vanish within months, weeks, and in some cases just days after just they became romantically involved with her. Yeah. Mm. So she just. I don't know. She kept saying that they would abandon her. Like, she kept making the same story of, like, they they were unfaithful, they abandoned her. Like, How big is this town? Because I feel like at some point, like, oh, yeah, they probably did abandon her. But did they abandon everything? Like, how is our people not being like, um, cool, but where'd they go? <laughs> like, every guy that dates Farah disappears. Like, does she really drive people away that much? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, eventually, what became her downfall, uh, one of the wives of one of her lovers followed this man to Vera's house. And uh, so the wife, you know, knows her husband's cheating. She goes back home. Mm-hmm. And her husband never came back home. <laughs> Bye. And uh, so the wife called the police to investigate like her husband's disappearance because she's like this isn't this isn't right yeah um so how vera ended up being caught the police go to search her wine cellar now (laughs) to get to her wine cellar they had to explore like all these long vaulted corridors and they they ended up breaking through three iron gates oh my god how okay so i knew she married like rich husband one and rich husband two cool so, like, I'm sure her house is nice. There's a difference between a nice house... And, like, a fucking castle. And then having, like, tunnels with iron gates just to ha- hide your wine. Yeah. Well, like, damn. I okay, see, now I would definitely go to Girls' Night with Vera. Oh, my God. How fun would that be at her castle, apparently? That's what oh, my it God. What like. if in, like, the tunnels, like, she throws secret raves in the wine cellars? I'm liking this. Like strobe lights? Yes! Vera! 
See, she just, she needed a gay friend to make her realize her potential. That's what she needed. She needed a gay friend to just talk to and be like, honey, they're not cheating on you. Look at you. You're gorgeous. Honestly, you're too gorgeous for them. You should get rid of them. And, and she, did. she did. So, maybe okay, she did have actually, a gay friend. Yeah, maybe this is the part of the story that like we just don't have evidence of. <laughs> um, or it's one of those things, because in every historical thing, it'll be like, these two gal best friends. And it's like, no, gays existed in the past. Oh, they've always been around. Didn't we touch on this in like our first episode? I think we did, but I think it's hilarious to be like, to li- like read like historical accounts of Rome and it's like Copernicus and his cool guy friend and I'm like <laughs> they were gay his, uh, they, they were fucking his boyfriend so anyway yeah it, off topic the police are going through this cellar and they end up finding 32 unburied zinc lined coffins each with the name and age of the occupant inside again I have to ask how big is this town they're living in? Because, again, it's like the, what, the 30s? So there's probably yeah, like a coffin yeah. store. Do you think the coffin store owner is ever like, Vera, why do you come in every week and buy a coffin? And who the hell is Frank? Who's George? Last like, week it was Zeke. Like, what the, why am I selling you all these coffins? You know what? Maybe she was rich enough and weird enough that he's like, ugh goths and their weird art installations. She was just beautiful and would convince them and he just gives her whatever she wants. She's like, I'll show you a nipple to not ask any more questions. (laughs) 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 Hey, you know, you gotta keep your cover no matter what. Whatever it takes. Maybe, oh my god, maybe one of the guys was the coffin store owner. I would probably. Um, Anyway, so she was arrested and taken into police custody where she ended up confessing to poisoning 32 men with arsenic. And it was all because she suspected them of being unfaithful or maybe she believed that their interest was waning. And so that kind of ties back to the dog where it's just like, nope, I will be the last one they ever have. Jesus Um, Lord. Yeah, it gets even creepier because she also confessed to police that on occasion she would go and sit in an armchair amidst the coffin so she could be surrounded by all her former loves. God, that wine cellar must have smelled gross. Oh, fuck, yeah. (laughs) God. Um, She, you know, basically she was always afraid of being cheated on, so she killed these men, kept their bodies near her, and claiming that they would never abandon her because they were right there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well. So it actually gets a little worse even. I don't even know how. How? So she confessed to murdering her two husbands, of course, but mm. also her son, Lorenzo. Mm. Remember her son? Lil Lorenzo. Lil yeah. L. Yeah. Well, he grew up. And um, she told police that one day her son came by to pay her a little visit, and he accidentally discovered her coffins in the wine cellar. Was, okay. Yeah, don't really know how he got down there, considering there were, like, three iron gates and, like, tunnels galore, but, <laughs> but I also, guess if like, he grew if he, up here, he Okay, knew. whatever. Like, if he has a key to it, like, are you telling me that, like, Lorenzo in high school isn't going to sneak down to the wine cellar to, like, steal some booze? True. So you tell me it's never happened. Mm, judge him. Yeah. Anyway, so he threatened to blackmail her 
And so Wait, she poisoned he, him. <laughs> he threatened to blackmail her, not just like go to the police. Yeah. He's like, Mama, I will tell people about this unless you give me a billion dollars. And yeah. she's like, How about instead I give you arsenic laced wine? <laughs> or she's like, How about instead I pour you a glass of wine and we can talk this through? He didn't know that would be his last glass. <laughs> Bye. Um, That's anyway. on him. It's not. But it's like. It's not. <laughs> Don't threaten to blackmail. Just be like, oh, cool, mom. Yeah, I totally murdered, like, my girlfriend, too. I'm gonna go outside. Smoke break. Bye. And then go to the police. Yeah. Come on, Lorenzo. Yeah, so apparently, you know, as he was dying, she held him in her arms because she wanted to be the last person to hug him. That's weird. Yeah. She also, like, had this fear that he was gonna leave her and marry someone, you know, kind of as the you do. Point. As you do. Ugh, okay. But anyway, so some of her explanation, I'm going to read this because it's so crazy. She says, My first husband was the one who made me madly jealous of other women. I couldn't endure the idea of his ever looking at them. And after a year, I felt that he would soon turn away from me. Not entirely, but just enough to make me jealous. I swore to myself that he would never belong to another woman. So I killed him. Well. My okay. second husband did not last as long. Nope. I was obliged to kill him after four months because he talked to other women. <laughs> yeah. Talking I'm just imagining women. him at work being like, oh, hey, uh, Miranda, could you hand me uh, the... Stapler? <laughs> I'm say like, report, and I was going to go into the story, but sure, stapler. That's... <laughs> That requires less detail. Um, she's she's sitting outside the window like, fucking Miranda. Fucking Miranda. Um, from So then she says, from that time on, it became a disease with me. I wanted young men, yet once I possessed them, I could not bear the idea that any other woman might come after me. I had the power to tantalize them. They would follow me. Then, perhaps a week after they had remained with me at my house... I would notice that they grew distracted or would say something about having to return home. She really thought she had a magic vagina. Um, maybe she did. Magic vag. <laughs> magic vag. <laughs> um, I would consider these first signs the beginning of the end. And consequently, my first burst of passion for them would be followed by jealousy. And I would poison them without waiting any further. Well, there you go. You know what? No one can say she procrastinates. Nope. Nope. She did not take too much time to think things through. She was uh, very action-oriented. You know what? And that's what makes a good leader and a good serial killer. There you go. So she ended up being convicted of 35 murders. And since execution was illegal for women at this time, she was sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, where she subsequently died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Oh, okay. So, I don't know how long she ended up serving. Um, But, here's the kicker. Okay? Are you ready for this? Um, Sure. Alright, so, over time, Rincey's crimes just, they they began to seem so unbelievable that today, her very existence is actually debated. Wait. So, it's like, perhaps, you know, this terrible fate for this woman who... All she wanted was love and attention, and now people are even questioning whether she was real or not. 
Yeah. Did so, you just waste my time? No, I did not. No, I did not. So the the story of Vera Vinci was first published in the United States in May 1925. Okay. Um, after that, though, this this story started surfacing repeatedly, but there was Wait. no documentation. Um, but in May of 25. Yeah. So that so would be that kind would of be like, like in, in the, the middle, middle of her thing. Yeah. So why would it be published? Because that's before she gets caught and whatever. It first surfaced in 1925. Not the whole story, but the story about the serial killer there in... Okay. Romania, Yugoslavia, over there, whatever. Yeah, whichever part she was still in. Yeah. Uh, But, like, after that, the story keeps surfacing, but they could never find any documentation about her dates of birth, her marriages, her arrest, or even her death. Um, And then... Actually, in 1972, the Guinness Book of World Records found no documentary evidence to support the claim that 35 people were actually killed by Rinci in the early 20th century in Romania. So basically, the Brothers Grimm probably wrote Vera Rinci and the 35 suitors. Yeah. So there really is a big possibility that she never existed. But I'm sorry. I couldn't not do this story because again it's debated no that's okay and, and it's it's so it's i love so her i want to be friends with her i, I don't want to drink this. wine with her no but definitely don't want to split a bottle <laughs> or if you do i'll like, pour i'll buy the bottle let her pour the 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 glasses and when she leaves the room to go to the bathroom like switch them so you're drinking hers you know what or she could do that thing where she's like Bitch, I drink enough arsenic. I'm immune. And then I'd be like, that's not how it works. It builds up in your system. You're gonna die. Gonna die. But, okay. Um, so one last thing to note. There's actually a very famous image that if you Google um, Vera Vinci, you will find this photo. And it's this gorgeous woman with dark black hair. And it okay. totally so, looks like Vera. So she's like... Okay, so that would be evidence. Well... So, the Daily Mirror, um, which I believe is like a British um, oh, yeah, I think it's like a UK. tabloid-type yeah. paper, uh, they wrote up a story about a female serial killer, and this has actually been recent. Like, I think it was in the early 2000s, um, and they used that photo. Okay. Well, that photo is not Vera. It's what not fucking fuck? Vera. Okay. So, it's fashion model Patricia Belda Martinez. And um, Daily Mirror ended up having to issue this entire apology oh, for her. God. Martinez was so furious because, like, the Daily Mail was accusing her of being a female serial killer. Jesus and it's actually Lord. her just modeling, like, a corset. She's, like, a lingerie model. Um, and, like, major shame, shame, Daily Mirror. Oh, I mean, I it. get that those tabloids are basically garbage. I mean, of course I look at them. How can you not? It's interesting garbage. Oh, uh, yes. But, um... Like, I want to see if Prince Harry, like, made out with Lana Del Rey on a yacht in Spain. I don't Do you remember know. seeing those photos of Prince Harry where you can, like, see his naked butt? Definitely in tabloids. Oh, from the Vegas Hotel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Super fucked up it's... to take naked pictures of someone when they're, like, not giving you permission, by the way. But it is. He has a good vibe. I have always been a Prince Harry fan. Just oh, then. same. Like loving that. Guy. Like Meghan Markle. Like you. Fuck yeah, girl. Like honestly, Queen. 
but just kidding, princess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But <laughs> so that's my story of Veravinci. True, maybe not true. We'll never know, but it's probably not true. I think it's a hoax. Yeah. But I don't care. I loved it so much. No, I had it was, to do it. It was it was a good story. Uh mine, on the other hand though, is real. Okay. Um, or at least okay. okay. It's mine's confirmed real. All right. So well, I think we need to open bottle two. Uh, absolutely. Also, um, we are done with bottle one. Let's see if this one will have a pop. Oh my god, that was beautiful. That, that was, was beautiful. beautiful, and it's because you're fucking pre-server. Okay. Well, or pre-server. Pre-server. <laughs> I don't know. All right, cheers to bottle two. Cheers to bottle two. Mm. God, I love it. Mm -hmm. This might be, no, this definitely is my favorite wine we've tried so far. Mine too, mine too. Um, anyway, jumping right. into my story. I wanna hear about your poisoning, tell me. So, my. Also, can I just say I'm definitely feeling that first bottle. So uh, let's see. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so mine is the story of Janine Jones. So I am going to interrupt you just one last time. Uh, are you? Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, I'm sure people have noticed by now, but we're taking turns telling our crime stories because mm. it's always like someone has a little bit more of an advantage and the second person is tipsy <laughs> when they tell it. Yeah, the second person is a little bit of a disadvantage. And I think it's funny to do it opposite <laughs> each time. And I no. think it's only fair. No, it is. It's fair. Anyway, so Janine Jones. Um, tell me about her. And just want to start off. So the sources I used uh, were Wikipedia, of course. Wikipedia is wonderful. Always. Um, and then actually articles from the Texas Monthly, which is a newspaper, because Janine Jones is from San Antonio, which is only about an hour away from Austin. So almost local. Uh, so Janine Jones was the adopted daughter of a nightclub owner and his wife. She had pretty normal childhood. I mean, it actually sounds kind of sweet. She married her high school sweetheart. No. Um, I know. Uh, his name was James Delaney. They married in June of 68. Uh, and then she started working as a beautician. They had um, a son, Richard Michael, in 72. And fortunately... Richard Michael, that's a cute name. I know, Richard Michael Delaney. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh I love it. I know. Like, y'all did good. Yeah. sometimes people name their kids, and I'm like... Wait, I thought you said her name was Janine Jones. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right now, her name is Janine Delaney. But we'll get there. Um, unfortunately, two years after Richard Michael was born, in 74, they uh, got a divorce. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, divorce in the 70s. That's not I know. Common. It's not, but... Yeah, okay. Side note... I don't think divorce is that bad because, okay, I think a lot of people see it as like, uh, you know, this is like the death of a good marriage. And I'm like, no, it's, it's the death up. of a bad marriage Yeah, and opening up for the possibility of future good marriage. Anyway, I, I think, div I think divorce can be a good thing. 
I agree. But they did. So they divorced in 74. They did briefly, like, get back together in 77. Can we just say how cute my puppy looks right now? He's, okay, he's laying on uh, the armchair sleeping. And it's so adorable. Where's my puppy? Your puppy (laughs) is, I think he's behind the couch. Oh, doing his thing. So just a note, I, I don't, we haven't mentioned them yet, but we do both have dogs. We do. And there are babies and we both have kitties. And there are other babies. It's true. But you'll probably hear pet noises kind of in the background. Um, sometimes it's it's hard to... I mean, they're around. It's hard yeah. to not hear them. Like we, they um, want to be a part of the podcast. They do. They they want fans just as much as we do. Um, anyway, sorry. Whatever. You I know just, what? We'll post... We'll post some pictures <gasps> yes. of them. We'll we'll let y'all know yep. them. Oh. oh my god, we can have get to know anyway. Okay, back to murdering. Please tell me more <laughs> about Janine. Um so Janine? Yes, Janine. Janine. Um so they got back together in seventy seven and had a second child, Heather. Oh like oh yeah. Oh. So but it was brief. It wasn't like they didn't get remarried. They just kinda got back together. Ended up having a baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in 77, she entered a vocational uh, nursing school in San Antonio and started working at a local hospital. Oh, this was in San Antonio. Yeah, this I mentioned kinda... it like a minute ago. Sorry. <laughs> you close. were too busy thinking about the dogs. Uh, no, it's like an hour away. It's really close. Yeah, that's it's really like close. in our neck of the woods. Unfortunately, she was asked to resign from that hospital eight months later. Oh, shit. Um, because of what she described as a conflict with a doctor so oh i don't so many questions around what that conflict could be that's all the information there is and it is from her so so okay but conflict with a doctor she resigned okay she did a brief stint at another hospital but on october 30th of 1978 she started uh, at the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit at Bexar County Hospital in San Antonio. Bexar. That's not one I've heard of. No, it actually... Nowadays, it's um, the University Hospital of San Antonio. Oh, okay, um, okay. But yeah, because Bexar County is the county San Antonio is in. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. I actually didn't know that. And I yeah. go to San Antonio quite often. My best friend mm-hmm. lives down there and... Um, so with it, with it being close to Austin, like we take turns like going back and forth, but it didn't, I didn't know that I was going to Bexar County. Yep. I just I don't it. know. I guess I always think I'm in Travis County. <laughs> I just you know. Okay. <laughs> That's like the only county in Texas, right? Uh huh. Sure. It's the one where the capital is. It's, it's the most definitely not. Um, you know, the state that has the most uh, counties in the United States, but sure. It is more than California. Uh yeah. Really? Actually, the second place, um, or the state with the second number, second largest number of counties is Georgia. Really? Wait, okay, so Texas is larger than California. No. No. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes, yes. it is. It is. It's the largest state it's in the, the 48 contiguous. Yeah, it's the second largest state after Alaska and right. then second highest population after California. Yes. That, so yeah. Texas is number two, number two. But Texans will not admit to that. We're number one. Sure. I've only lived here for like three months, so I'm still working on being a Texan. But 
to be fair, you were born in Texas and half raised in Texas. You have more yeah. Texas in you than you realize. You just I let do. it happen. I won't let it. I will fight it every step of the way. But you're back. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Tell me more. Anyway, about um, so while she's working at Bexar County Hospital in the Peds ICU, mm-hmm. it is determined that a statistically inordinate number of children uh, that she worked with were dying. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, who so, found this out? What's going on? Well, okay. So these children are all dying under a single nursing shift, okay. three to 11 shift, mm-hmm. and under the care of a single nurse. Janine Jones. Janine. Oh my god. Uh, so. I mean, so they like immediately fired her, I'm hoping. Well, mm, no. No. <laughs> so. What? Um. So the ICU, the other ICU nurses have been kind of like trading talk for weeks and like being Ooh, like, oh, is she fucking killing her? This is like some intense work gossip though. It, yeah, it's baby murders. Yeah. Or I that guess, is... you know what? Maybe at this point, they're not even saying, like, she's killing the babies. Maybe they're saying, like, she's a real fucking shitty nurse. Like, these kids are dying. She doesn't know what she's doing. So it could be, like, Fair. the gossip is, like, don't be around. Maybe even it's, like, she's unlucky. She's cursed. Whatever. I don't know what the specific gossip was. But um, the their boss, the head ICU nurse... um. Pat Belko had told them, like, accusations like that should not be made lightly. Like, that, you can't fucking say that about your coworker. Okay, unless you know it's true. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, Susanna <laughs> Maldano, who's just another nurse at the ICU, was like, I'm gonna fucking look into what the hell's going on. Yeah, fuck yeah, Susanna. Yeah, I know, Susanna, Susanna's like Rockstar. queen. Queen of the hospital, queen of the story. Um, so she looked through the ICU census book and census book lists like all the patients and their condition during the, like while they're at the ICU, Mm -hmm. um, and like who is working their shifts. So she's studying their census book and found how many children had died, uh, during like sudden emergencies under this three to 11 shift. So well, under like, the care of Janine like Jones. Code blue, code red, code what's what's the code code blue is like your heart stopped. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Grace. Code red is fire in the hospital usually. Oh shit! Also, Grace. the codes. Fun fact: uh, the codes change for each hospital, or not for each hospital, but what? for the most part, codes are different across hospitals. Like code pink is usually a child's been kidnapped. A code red is usually fire. And code blue, I think code blue is standard. Like code blue is someone's heart stopped. But things like code black means different things to other hospitals. So I'm always so impressed with the random shit you know. <laughs> well, you know, you're like I, king <laughs> of the random shit knowledge. I do what I do. Yeah, how have you not won us HQ yet? You know what? HQ is hard, and I'm sorry for not knowing like the tastiest piece of a tamarind. Because that's the kind of questions on it. Anyway, I I did want to add, speaking of Grays. Yeah. Why has Shonda not used Janine Jones or in gotten inspired from that in a character? Like, just picture. Picture next season. There's like a six episode story arc. One of the interns is like poisoning babies. 
Ooh, what if it's that fucker <sighs> who got fired for yes. being high? Like, and he, and yes. nothing against being high. He knew he was. But he decided to continue to, like, treat yes, patients. Because he is trying to, like, impress everyone. He's trying to show, um, like, that he's a boss-ass bitch. He's poisoning the babies. He's which, so in that annoyed. way... I was so annoyed by that. Oh, same. But in the way of trying to impress people, is similar to Janine Jones. And we'll find out how. Alright. Um, so, anyway, yeah. Susanna Maldonado, fucking being a hero. She went to Pat, her boss... And was like, this doesn't look good. Yo, Pat, something fucked up. Pat, the fuck's going on? So, this, the hospital's like, we need to start an internal investigation. Good. Fuck. Not as good as you might think. Um, fuck. During the investigation, which takes a long-ass fucking time. Yep. Janine's still working. Children are continuing to die God under damn her it. care. Um, under, under mysterious circumstances. So wait, she's like literally killing every fucking baby she's working with? Not every baby, but a lot of babies. Okay. Um, And all of these mysterious, like, you know, okay. I will say, this is the peds I see you. Like, the the children that are in Mm, here are very sick. sick. Yeah. Like, they're they're not in there for funsies. So, a child dying is not necessarily a thing for alarm. It's not necessarily a red flag that a child in the peds I see you dies. However, the circumstances, the mysteriousness of this, and the fact that it's always on the 3 to 11 shift, it's always under the care of Janine Jones when this uptick happens, Yeah, that is cause for alarm. Yeah. So, between May and December of 81, um, the hospital, like, finished up its inquiries and found that 10 children in the ICU had died after, like, sudden and unexplained complications how many 10 that is what what was the the time period again may to december so seven months seven months that's more than one a month and that's just what they had found evidence for like there's a strong chance there's more oh my god in every case or in all of the 10 cases janine jones was present at the child's bedside during what the report called the final events. Their death? Yeah. Um, the report, Fuck that report. Right? The report concluded that the association of Nurse Jones with the deaths of the ten children could be coincidental. However, negligence or wrongdoing cannot be excluded. So basically it's saying, we don't know what the fuck's happening. Or basically it's saying, something happened. It's basically saying, well, it could have been her. Or maybe wasn't. Yeah. But it probably was. Great job. But we don't know for sure. So the time the report was written and like gotten out, she was gone. Like she had left Bexar County Hospital. I mean, get the hell out of Dodge. Well, since the hospital lacked like definitive proof of any wrongdoing and the fact they were... They didn't want lawsuits, and they didn't want bad publicity. They wanted to protect their image. Of course they fucking did. Of course they did. The hospital, but the the hospital administrators and, like, the deans of the University of Texas Health Science Center there in San Antonio uh, Mm. weren't going to fire her. They're not going to call police or tip off the DA because they don't want that bad image. No. They don't want to be the baby killer hospital. No. And they don't want lawsuits from all the families that... They now know something is not okay with that this something, death. Like 
something not right happened. They're ignoring it. Mm-hmm. This is so frustrating. This is big business for you. Oh, yeah. Like, how many things... I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a moment. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how many things are just ignored that are so wrong that are happening? Because it's of fucking astounding. image. Yes, image. And it's a lot of, like, what I love... There, okay, there are so many things that I love about this whole Me Too movement. Like, mm-hmm. not only just, like, women feeling that they finally have a fucking voice, but all of these creeps being called out and, like, things actually happening. And, like, it's it's very much in its infancy still. Oh, yeah. Like, even though it's gotten huge and, like, people know about it, it's still just the beginning. So I'm just saying, well, it's, like... it's so amazing that people are saying fuck your big business i don't give a fuck if well that's how it used to be because i've seen so many people be like well i mean you can't really fault them for what happened back then that's how the business used to be you and people being like no fuck you this is wrong this has always been wrong i don't give a fuck if it was the standard if lots of people did it back then that means lots of people are fucking monsters and lots of people need to be punished for what they did Amen. Fuck yeah. Back to baby murders. Back to baby murders. Hold on, I need a drink. No. Alright. So yeah. So the hospital, university, not going to do anything about it. They're not going to fire her. They're not going to call the police. They're not going to tip off the DA. Nope. But the doctors, however, who worked with her and cared for those patients... We're like, no, she's not going to stay here. Yes. And. Was this Susanna? Well, this is the doctor. Susanna's one of the other nurses. Okay. But, but the doctors were like, no, fuck no. We're not going to work with Janine anymore. I don't give a shit what it is. If it's, if she's doing something wrong, if she's fucking typhoid Mary getting these kids sick. Typhoid Mary. Typhoid. Wait, so actually, okay, okay, I've heard that, but who who is Typhoid Mary? Okay, so, tangent. More random shit that you yep, know, tell you me. Know. So, Typhoid Mary um, is from the early 1900s. She was a cook in New York, uh, oh. New York City. Okay. And her people that ate at her, it wasn't her restaurant, like she didn't own the restaurant, but she worked there, at her, but at her restaurant would get sick with typhoid. Do you know what typhoid does? Like, what is it? Typhoid, it... A fever I, or something? Yeah, typhoid fever, and it's, I'm not positive, I think it's similar to, like, strep, but it's deadly. Oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah, people die from typhoid. Oh, shit. So, yeah. wait, people are getting sick after eating at a restaurant? Yeah. Well, how is... And the thing is, she's how? not sick. She's oh. not showing any symptoms. But they traced it back and were like, Mary, you're a carrier. She's like, oh my God. the fuck are you talking about? I don't have I don't have typhoid. Wait, so it's just like she just has this virus yeah. on her? So she carries the virus. The virus. She like, like it lives. Food? Well, it lives in her. Like the virus is in it her, but not showing. <laughs> but it's not showing symptoms. Yeah. Um, and... It's, I mean, it's like the cold. As I am in the cold, she's a, she doesn't show symptoms. But yeah, it's super (gasps) contagious. Oh my God. And the police, so they're, the police scientists are like, bitch, you've given all these people typhoid. And she's like, bitch, no, I'm not. I don't have typhoid. I'm not sick. Yeah. Because again, this is 1900s. Right. You know, she, 
So she's like, oh, she made a deal name. with them that there's no nothing criminal would happen as long as she never worked in food service again. Okay. Okay, so fast forward a bit. She's a single woman in the early 1900s. Her skill is cooking. That's right. where she makes money. That right. is what she's trained in. So she starts working as a cook for rich-ass people. Fuck. Still there in New York? Still. I think it was in New York. It might have been in Boston. Okay. Someone. So still East Coast. <laughs> let us know. No. Tweet at us. Oh, yeah. Let's no. Tweet at us. Send us an angry email. Send us a nice email. But let me know. Because I have a strong feeling it was Boston. It might have been still in... No. I, it was still in New York because of what happens next. Okay. So anyway, typhoid at the time was considered like a poor people disease. So the fact that oh, these shit. rich people are getting Wait, typhoid she, and dying... Was she poor? It was... I mean... It, I mean, yes. She was oh. like a cook at their houses. Like, she's not wealthy. Oh. But it also... The I'm association... so sorry. I was just being super ignorant because I was thinking of like a chef and how like... Oh. Renown no. that is now, but this is early 1900s. You're right. She's yeah. a cook. She's oh, and also Mary. just at the time, it's people are like that's ah, a poor people disease. Uh, but so rich people start dying, and that's when the alarms get raised. They're like, <gasps> rich people don't get typhoid. What's going on? Now we know a lot of it's also spread through like poor water supply. Oh, I'm pretty sure. So that's why it affected more poor people. But anyway, so she, they find, they do their investigation, find out fucking Mary's back. So she was actually quarantined and imprisoned on Roosevelt Island until she died. Shit! In solitary because she was a carrier. And they put her in solitary. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I feel so bad for Mary because it's like she wasn't even sick and she just had this unfortunate. Mm She was a carrier. It didn't believe them that that was the thing, which I get. I mean, how, you know, having someone be like, you're killing these people, you're a carrier of this disease, and you're like, I don't have that disease. You're that, like, I'm not that's very sick. well known symptoms. I don't have it. Something else I'm sure is going on, but it was her. So, anyway, that's where Typhoid that Mary was like comes from. It was like a five minute tangent, but it uh, was. I learned a lot. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. So, that's where Typhoid Mary comes from. Uh, Janine Jones, unfortunately, was not a Typhoid Mary. She was a Janine Jones. Um, But the doctors were like, they're like, I don't give a fuck what's going on, but there's, we're not working with you. We're getting more wine right now, if you hear clink, clink. Clink, clink, motherfucker. But there's something... Something that science is not able to explain just yet, but it, it it involves you. So the doctors wouldn't work with her. Oh my god! She's a nurse at the ICU. The doctors aren't working with her. The administrators finally decided to do something about it, but they're not going to confront it directly. Instead, they first considered shutting down the pediatric ICU altogether. Just completely shutting it down. Yeah, like oh, something's going on. No more peds ICU. Thankfully, they decided to... Well, thankfully. You know, whatever. They instead wound up deciding to move out all of the licensed vocational nurses or LVNs, which Janine Jones is one of them. Oh. Um, Like, remove it, like, as in, like, fire? Yeah. Oh, So, LVN, it's, like, a level of nursing. There's different... Mm. 
there's different levels of nursing depending on your education and certification. Yeah. Um, and they did this under the cover of saying like, oh, we're just upgrading the nursing staff to consist only of registered nurses or RNs, mm-hmm. um, which have, you know, usually like a bachelor's degree, more more education. Right. Um, and have they have more training. So Janine Jones and uh, all the other LVNs, which I'm pretty sure Susanna included, yeah, oh, was one of these people. Fuck, Susanna! Um, they, were, they were fired, but they were all, Janine included, given good recommendations and offered jobs in other parts of the hospital. So, like, what? something's going on. You're the killing these fuck? peds, kids. But, like, I don't know. Do you want to work at, like, the regular ICU or the ER? Or, I don't know. He has a good job. Fucking come on. Yeah. Thankfully for this hospital in particular, she actually turned down the offer. Oh, thank and God. Thank God for March 17th of 1982, she quit working. She quit Bexar County Hospital. And at that time, the unexplained and mysterious events suddenly stopped. I fucking wonder why. Yeah. So, she was poisoning these kids. That was what she was doing. And she was actually doing it, and forgive me if I mispronounce uh, these drugs. I have no yeah, medical... I my medical know what knowledge, she was doing. My medical knowledge begins and ends with season one to current of Grey's Anatomy. So, oh. that's it. Oh, Grey's. Okay, mm. but yes. So, I'm, like, really curious to know how the fuck she was killing all these babies and... So she's actually using injections of digoxin, heparin, and then later on she would be using sakinacholine, which would induce medical crises in her patients. And her intention, the reason she was poisoning these babies, was she wanted to revive them afterwards and get all the praise and attention, and she's a superhero. Janine Jones saves babies once again. So clearly she sucked. Uh, yeah, clearly she couldn't since all these babies were dying. So, like, what did each of these drugs do? Mm. So, digoxin is actually used to treat heart conditions. Okay. Um, like atrial fibrillation, where the different atriums of your heart have like rapid and irregular beating and you have like two atriums right two three, chambers I think. three okay again no medical knowledge we don't no, know we have no idea um, i've never like looked at a heart or chopped it open or anything same did not take anatomy kind of regret that too, i think completely we honest. mentioned this last episode that neither of us have taken did human we? anatomy I think this I think is a sign did. that I really want to take anatomy. You just want to cut up a dead person. No. Fucking I, freak. No, shut up. I just want to know about <laughs> the intricate details. But anyway, no, this true. is a continue. So, anyway, so, heart. Yeah. So, but, so it's uh, used to stop, like, rapid, regular beating. But in high doses, it can stop the heart. Oh. Heparin, on the other hand, is a blood thinner. So, Definitely heard of heparin on grace. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's used for things like deep vein blood clots or pulmonary embolisms. What's a pulmonary in, embolism? A pulmonary embolism is a... Um, have you ever seen the movie Vertical Limit? I think that's Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with, the, with uh, Batman's uh, Robin. Sure. Chris, um, what's his face? Uh, you know, ooh, I the really re- hot one. The uh, one who made huh? me realize at the age of, like, five, I was a gay man. Or I guess at that point, a child. But 
Because oh, he is Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Oh. He is oh so much sex on a stick. That Batman movie though, that that was Ooh. honestly like a turning point in my life, being like, <gasps> There's that one scene uh, where Poison Ivy kisses him and I was real the jealous. There's that. also that one scene where it's like, look at his ass, look at his pecs and the suit, look at look at his dick, and I'm like, I take the suit off. But I'm also five or whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, yes, but, I've seen Vertical Limit. So, I'm pretty sure pulmonary embolism is air in your uh, vein. So, I think it's a movie. But I feel like there's a part of it where they, like, blow a bubble into, like, with with a needle or with a, like, an okay. IV. I don't. It might be part of the movie. I might be thinking of a different movie. Anyway, someone does, okay. but it's an air Chris bubble. Chris O'Donnell came up. Yes, he so did. So it's no regrets. Yes. Cheers to Chris O'Donnell. Still hot. Mm. I know. He was on Grace, too. He was. He mm. was the vet, right? Mm-hmm. God. Which, I love me oh. some Patrick Dempsey, but like Meredith on why can't that vet come back? Shonda. Oh, Shonda again. Memo. Listen to us. Oh, Honestly. We know. What if. Bring back the vet. Mm, they can talk, talk about dog. Dog. Okay. I mean, that would be a weird thing to be like, hey, I haven't seen you in 10 years, and now your husband, who you were choosing between me and him, is dead. But do you remember your dog that had bone cancer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. So. Heparin does all these things. Yes, pulmonary embolism, bubble in the artery, vein, whatever. It stops your um, heart and lungs from getting ox or from getting blood. You die. Anyway, oh God, and the um, third one. So, but I'm not done with heparin, bitch. Oh, sorry, sorry, heparin. So that's what it's used for. In high doses, it can cause you to bleed to death from the inside because <gasps> it's a blood thinner. Oh God. So yeah. Oh my god, these babies. Yeah. These babies are bleeding death from the inside. Yeah, it's super fucked up. Oh my god. Um, the last one, Sakinacholine. It uh, can cause, like, short-term paralysis. It's actually used as part of general anesthesia. So, the reason... Oh my god. Under anesthesia that, like, you can't move and stuff is... Because of the drug. Yeah, it's oftentimes Sakinacholine. Wait, so, side note, one of my, like, big fears about mm-hmm. surgery mm-hmm. is waking up and not being able to move <sighs> and you're telling me this is a drug that caused the non-movement. Yeah, well okay. Side note, surgery doesn't scare me. Like, I, I've had a lot more surgery than you. Yes, <laughs> just no, in life. I've literally only had wisdom teeth. <laughs> but I've had a lot more. Um, surgery's not one of those things. Surgery, needles, like medical shit, I'm like, what else? That's cool. Please fix me. I'm glad you trust the doctors, considering you're talking about one that was completely untrustworthy. Not a doctor's well, nurse, but still. But true. I also trust my nurses. I trust my medical professionals, because you know what? They work fucking hard, and they, they do, don't get enough you praise. you should be able to trust them. No, they don't get enough praise. Can you imagine, like, the shifts that they fucking work? Well, can you imagine being, like, a, a non-Janine Jones nurse? You're fucking... 3 to 11? One, fuck that shift. Two, you probably have people being like, change my bedpan, bitch. I'm going to spit on you. Or even fucking gross-ass patients being like, oh, I have a nurse fantasy. Like, fuck. And these are men and women who are fucking 
medical professionals are. who are so fucking knowledgeable. The front line. Of, I have a lot of opinions on this. I have a lot of praise for people <sighs> in the medical field because yeah. it's like they go to school for so long mm-hmm. because there's so much that they need to learn. But man, they stick it out and they're so good. Yeah. High praise to all of y'all med students you know, out there and med in, professionals. In my job, I fuck up sometimes. Like I you make can't mistakes. Fuck up. You kill but in someone. the medical professional, you yeah, you fuck up. You accidentally give the wrong amount of a certain drug. You did the calculation wrong. You kill someone. There is never a situation in my job when me accidentally messing up could kill someone. Anyway, yep. um, choline, part of general anesthesia. Yeah. But being in that it's a paralytic, in high doses, it can paralyze your heart or even your diaphragm. And so you die from being unable to breathe because oh your diaphragm God. can't move to pull oxygen into your lungs. So that's how she's killing these babies. This is so fucked up because. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So getting back to her, she left the hospital. Yep. After leaving Bexar County Hospital, she actually took a position at a pediatric physician's clinic in Kerrville, which is right outside San Antonio. Yeah, it's a little, not very big town outside of San Antonio, this suburb, but yeah. And while at this clinic, in a period of just 31 days, seven of the clinic's patients had eight separate medical emergencies. So she is fucking increasing her fucked upness. Uh, yeah, this is oh, in like, one that's month. That's a month. That's seven. one month. Seven. And before it was seven months, ten. Well, ten that they found, but yeah. Oh my. So oh my the God. doctor that was in the office actually discovered puncture marks. On a bottle of sakinacholine that was in the <gasps> drug storage. Oh, shit. And that doctor and Janine Jones were the only two people who had access to that bottle. After, like, later testing it, the contents had been diluted. Like, the bottle was still full, but the contents had been diluted. So, like, she was, like, putting water in there or something? Probably saline solution. So, she was taking... She was taking sakinocholine out and probably inserting back sand solution. So it looked full. So it looked full. Oh my god. What about those patients that didn't that needed get... like a full yeah, that, that a full strength dose? It. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck about them. She wanted the brazen intention for herself. She wanted it to be her patient had an incident and she saved them. She didn't give a fuck going forward. God damn her. Um so she was charged with the poisoning of six children there. Six. Yeah. Six. But that's where it just started. Um, She had claimed... See, this is the fucked up part. This is the... Well, no. I'm not going to say I mean, it's all All of this is fucked up. up. This is on top of that pile of a fucked up Sunday. This is the the fucked up cherry. Yep. This is the shit cherry on the top. This is just a nasty ass Sunday. You (laughs) don't want this ice cream? Please don't eat it. She claimed to have been acting in the best interests of her patients. What? She. Oh, what? She, yeah. She was trying to justify the need for this um, this clinic to open a pediatric intensive care unit in Carville. 
Yeah. So she was making the babies extra sick so they would open an ICU. So they could get more praise. Oh, yeah. So she could probably fucking kill even more. Yeah. And it's... Oh, my God. I, I think it goes even. without being said, but uh, she was unsuccessful in that. Because, one, bitch ain't good enough to save all these kids. I'm sorry. She clearly can't save anyone. She only like, kills them. Yeah. So, ugh. But in um in 1985, okay. uh, she was sentenced to 99 years in prison for the murder of 15-month-old Chelsea McClellan via Sakina Colleen. Oh my god, only one? Only one. Granted, later I mean, that I'm year... I'm glad she's in jail, but fuck. Yeah. Granted, later that year, she was sentenced to a concurrent term of 60 years. So she went to court again? I Yeah. Like, she was... Okay. Tried in um, in this case, received concurrent sixty years, so not so like added on. Yeah, yeah, added on, but served during the ninety nine years. Oh, so it, like the two sentences run at the same time. Um, that was for nearly killing uh, Rolando Jones with heparin. However, yours had a kicker. Mine is a bigger kicker. Okay, because she's only going to serve, or well. Like, she's only required to serve a third of her sentence. What? So, 33 years. What? Granted, this is 1985, so think of the timeline. Okay. Um, because there was a law in place at the time to deal with prison overcrowding. Because I'm sure they gotta arrest the scary man with the marijuana. That requires much more prison time than the baby murderer. You've gotta be fucking kidding me. This is... I, oh, yeah. Mm. I can't even. Yeah, I. Mm, I could. We could do a full ass episode on this. I don't want to because I'm a. I yeah. can't. I would be way, way, way too political. Oh yeah, but um. So she only had to serve a third of her sentence. She is up to receive parole, or she was up to receive parole in 2017. But she's still in jail. So still in prison. She's still in prison. She is currently eligible. Every. Two to three years for early parole. Okay. So eligible does not mean she gets it? No. It means she goes before the board and is has to plead her case that she's served her sentence, done her time. Bitch better not ever succeed in that. Yeah. She's been denied every single time. Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you, San Antonio. Yep. Thank you. But overall, she is responsible for the deaths of over 60 children six zero how do we know six zero because just of evidence they found oh my God. afterwards going into more investigation that into it hurts my heart so much yeah um on a lighter note a l- i don't know i don't i don't know how to pivot from this but i it is interesting to note that uh, Janine Jones actually inspired Stephen King to uh, for the the main character Annie, I think is her name, Anne or Annie, uh-huh. uh, for his book Misery. The nurse in Misery Are is inspired by Janine Jones. Serious? Yep. So just in case y'all don't know. Brittany oh and I are God. fucking obsessed with Stephen King. Stephen, he is we our favorite love author, you. author. Mr. King, your novels grace the majority of my bookshelf. And Same. 
how cool would it be if we oh my could have an interview on here with Stephen yes. King? Yes. So, okay. Mr. King, Steven. we would like to SK. talk to you. Call in, please. And if, be uh, friend. if we reach out to you, it would be really wonderful if we could have a conversation with you. I feel like I don't even know what I would ask because my questions would be, there would be so many. Mm-hmm. But like, my favorite book in the entire world is Carrie. I've read oh, that same. book so many times. Carrie, Carrie was actually the first Stephen King book I ever read. It was your copy, actually. It I was you it. had the the like the musical edition. Yeah, yeah. That and was I movie. I read it and I was like. It wasn't the script for the musical. Like, it was the re-release of the book. Right, the cover was they, just a musical. Yeah. yeah. God, I love that book. Yeah. I mean, like, all of his books are so wonderful and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just... It, oh, Ugh. to have an opportunity to talk to him would literally, I feel like, make my life. It would... Fuck. Yeah. We should reach out to him. We should. Like, why not? I'll send him letters. The worst that could happen is we get no response. Okay, I was gonna say the worst report, the worst response would be no, but then I'm like, no, because we got a letter from Stephen King. So yeah, no, the worst, no. the worst would be a no response. That's fair. Worst is no response. Um, Second worst is a letter that says no, but then like then we frame it. <laughs> I know, even if it's like a fucking email that just says no. I would print that shit Don't out. Don't care. I'd be like, heartbeat. that's the t- that's my conversation with Mr. King or Mr. King's publicist. You know what? I'm just Fuck, gonna say Mr. King. Sure. Alright, well, um, so yeah, after that. It was kind of insane. Uh, yeah. But I think and we should launch into uh, post mortem. Yep. yep. Alright. Post mortem. So, my story. Mrs. Vera Renzi. With her. Is, is that the accent you're going to go with? Yeah. Okay. With her killing 35, including her own son. Mm hmm. Poisoning their wine that they were just trying to enjoy, which Instead, is a cardinal just, crime like, in itself. Tossed in wine. some arsenic, Ugh. just threw in that rat poison. That's what arsenic is in, right? Rat I poison. think so. I'm pretty sure too. Yeah, I mean, she was kind of this vampy bitch. Yeah, bitch. She was a succubus. She was a real damn life succubus. You know, if she was a hoax, she was a succubus, and so. She was real, but, like, you don't know she's real because she's a fucking she a damn demon. Mm. So that's pretty dark. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. But, on the other hand, mine is definitely real. Also is a baby murderer. Keep saying. Yeah. Uh, I think it being a thing is important to note. Involved murdering over 60 children, babies... Who are in the Peds ICU, like who are there for okay, medical attention? Okay. Fucking the, Janine Jones Wait. is a damn ass monster. She's a monster. She she's and a monster. Fucking, and you know what? Susanna is a queen. Yes, Susanna. This podcast episode is dedicated to you. Dedicated to Susanna for being that person. Because think about it. Think about the position she was in and how she had to question everything and investigate her coworker yeah. and like accuse them and turn them in like Susanna I'm inspired oh yeah if if I were to I need to go wanna... to the hospital in San Antonio or in general Susanna, Susanna is the nurse that I would want Susanna yeah. is the medical professional I 
would hope to have. Cheers to Susanna. Cheers, Susanna. And I guess on that note, this also means you had the best case. I did. So I, I'm not even going to fight it. I did. So you're going to pick our wine next time. Mm -hmm. And I will be thinking of a really good theme. I feel like we have had some great themes so far. And I can't yeah. wait to bring another one into the mix. All right. Stay tuned for episode four. Yeah. When so, our theme is whatever Brittany decides. Yep. So don't forget, um, tweet at us, Blood and Wine Pod. Shoot us an email, bloodandwinepodcast at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Wines, murders, just want to chat, like, whatever you want. Anything and everything. Also, if you haven't listened to episodes one and two, we went over our favorite serial killers and our uh, gateway, gateway murders. Yeah, check Make them out. sure to check those out after this one. Um, I'm proud of them. They're good episodes. They're good. They're good. And just want to say thank you to everyone who is listening and supporting us while we get this started. You know, we we love you all, and your listening is only helping us uh, further this kind of podcast dream. Like yeah. this is this is something I've always wanted to do, and a lot of my people know that. People, I yeah, my people, your crew, my people, your my peeps. friends, my family. They know that podcasts are something that are like very important to me. It's something that I listen to and like I'm very influenced by, and it just kind of frames my daily life. And Fair. so I really enjoy the opportunity to, you know, hopefully be a part of that for someone else. Yeah. So you know, that's nice. Just leaving you on a positive note. After all the darkness that we've talked about, just want to be positive and uplifting here at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's also helpful that we've had two bottles of wine at this point, so just mm -hmm. saying. But No, it's totally helpful. Thank you, guys. Hello, and welcome to Blood and Wine. And we will uh, see, well, we won't see y'all, but y'all will hear us next time. Yep, looking forward to episode four. Right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.